If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Maybe sending them more videos. Like imagine if you follow someone's Instagram and they said, Hey, I just made this really cool video. Tell me what you think. Like, can you imagine how that deepens the relationship and makes you mm-hmm. feel like, Hey, I'm like, this person really notices me. I'm not just a follower, but like they really care about sharing value. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Today, we're talking about going viral. And I'm going to answer the question, if anyone can actually go viral. And maybe it's just the algorithm and watching what content I consume. But I feel like my feed these days has been filled with posts about how people have been able to go viral. It's so interesting because I will never forget the day I went viral. It was an average day in March of 2018. I had popped up a post about being a curvy woman married to a guy with a six pack. And I didn't think much of that post. In fact, I wrote that post in the parking lot before I went in for a girl's night at my friend's Irish pub. The next day I woke up to hundreds of thousands of new followers, an article written on Yahoo News, phone calls from The Ellen Show. It was a very wild time for me. And while there were parts about going viral that were absolutely amazing, there were also parts about going viral that didn't necessarily make sense to me. Like, I don't necessarily make a living off of being in a swimsuit, and I want to talk about other things than just my body. And so it was really interesting to try to figure out how do I take this amazing virality and exposure, but use it in a way that actually supports me, my business, and my livelihood. So today I brought on an expert in the topic of going viral. She is incredible about talking about how to create content that gets seen, that stands out, and that goes viral to attract the right followers that are going to skyrocket your business and help reach your influence to new heights. As a chief of growth at 
Mind Valley, Marisha Lakiani has a proven track record in driving strategic vision and tactical execution. She has a unique expertise in combining the art, science, and technology of marketing to deliver cutting edge solutions that have driven $120 million in revenue for the brand. Needless to say, she is truly a marketing champion, and I cannot think of a better person to talk about the nitty gritty social media strategy of going viral with. If you're ready to learn the key ingredients that make a social media post go viral, as well as how to shift your strategy on different platforms to boost your virality, you are in the right place. It is time to go beyond the hashtags and the filters. It's time to go viral. Marisha, welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. Sales super teams aren't built overnight. They require unicorn level talent, hours upon hours of training, huge bottomless budgets, and the perfect mix of impossible luck and 24-7 work. Or they just have a better sales platform like HubSpot Sales Hub. It's an all-in-one platform filled with all the tools and insights to deliver personalized communications people are looking for. Smarter prospecting, check. Faster revenue, yep. Scales with you, it sure does. Plus, with tons of AI-powered features, teams can spend less of the day on boring, time-sucking tasks and focus on growing the relationships that matter most. Let's face it, your old platform just isn't cutting it. It's cumbersome. It's expensive. It's causing a rift between marketing and sales. I could go on, but let's focus on the keys to winning. Are you ready for your sales team to reach all-star selling status? Sales Hub is a dream come true for sellers. Visit hubspot.com slash sales to stop dreaming and start selling with Sales Hub. That's hubspot.com slash sales. So tell me the truth on this. Is it truly possible for anybody, regardless of their following, to go viral? What do you think? So I think it's 1000% possible. And uh, I want to share this case study that I did. So I was speaking at an event about social media, and I thought I needed to prove a point to the audience. So I needed to go viral. So I wanted to do this case study and actually apply what I teach because I work for a brand, so I'm very good at making other people go viral. But does this apply to everyone, right? So what I did is I broke down virality into a framework and I started to get more intentional with my content. So I kid you not, my content was getting 84 views. Okay. Okay. That's like my, I have a family bigger than 84 views. Okay. Like I'm brown. (laughs) I I have a huge family. So basically, apart from my cousins were watching my content. And then I got intentional and I started to like really think about what I was creating and who I was creating it for. And I applied my framework and I got 40, 40, 40,000 views. I went from 84 to 40,000 views. And this is my my, my one video that I just made. Like, like this is my first step at it. Wow. So, so there is a formula and the algorithm doesn't take you to 3 million. If the algorithm takes you to 40 and then it takes you to 60 and then it takes you to 150 and then it takes you to like a million, it slowly goes up, right? But anyone can do it. And obviously you have your flukes that just go zero to, to 3 million. But if you really want to build a brand as a content creator, you know, or build a personal brand, anyone can do it. Mm, okay. You referenced that you work for a brand. Tell me a little bit about how you do what you do and what it is that you do. And then you better believe we are going to dive into this framework and we're going to go deep on it. So I work for a brand called Mind Valley. What we do is like we produce content like no other company. We're producing content daily. 
but essentially we're a personal development company. Our promise is that we teach you what school forgot to teach you, which is how to be an amazing parent, how to have an amazing relationship, how to be a good leader to your team, how to build and scale a business, how to do branding, how to build a community, how to go viral on social media. So it's all the things that are life skills that you should have learned in school, but they forgot to teach you that in the traditional curriculum. But what we do is we do life school. So we teach you all of those things so that you can get better every single day. Oh my gosh. I love that. So did you develop this formula for Mind Valley? Like how did this come to be? Because I love that you brought this up, that you tested it on your own account. Because I think a lot of times social media experts already have hundreds of thousands of followers. And so when they're speaking about strategies, it just doesn't resonate with the person who is starting with 200 or 2000. And so how did all of this framework come to be? So because I was creating so much content with Vision, who was our founder and CEO, and he's so amazing on camera. And I would, so I'm like the newbie content creator because I would look at him and I said, oh my God, he speaks so well. He's so charismatic. And we're producing all of this content. So I have a, I have a lot of data. So I'm looking at what, what is working, what is not. I'm trying to build this framework so we can make it, make this re- repetitive. But at the same time, hating it when I have to be in front of camera because I have to do my hair and my makeup and the camera setup. It takes two hours and I have to create a script and I don't know how to create a script. And it is just so taxing. Like I absolutely freaking hate it. But then I started to just think about like, okay, so I have this framework. What if I make it so easy that it just becomes a framework and a template that I just keep replicating? How fast can I create content? So right now I can actually produce like, I can film three reels, the camera setup, my hair, makeup, everything in an hour. So the hardest part is to actually do my makeup. (laughs) The the easiest part is to get in front of camera right now. So, so I'm like, we're going to go into it because I'm going to teach you guys how to do it. And I'm hoping by the end of this podcast, you guys are making reels and you guys are hitting a hundred thousand and then soon a million. And you guys tag both of us and tell us how you're doing. Yes. Okay. So I have been talking to so many women business owners and content creators, and there is one theme that is so present this year that has never been as present as it is right now. And that is that we're tired of creating content. And it is fascinating. I am in rooms with top performing women, some of your favorite business leaders. And the one sticking point that keeps coming up is I hate creating content. It's literally become this thing that is like sitting on our to-do list, haunting us. And we're not necessarily tying the content itself to real results. And so of course we're having trouble getting really excited to sit down and create it. So I have to know before we dive into this framework, are you somebody who like loves to create content? Because that's a totally different lens than a lot of people are going to be listening with. I absolutely hate it. Like I... (laughs) I cringe every time I have to create content. It is like, it goes to the bottom of my to-do list after laying on the couch and watching (laughs) Netflix. Like after that, after like even cooking, I hate cooking too. And even after cooking, content creating was way below that. So I absolutely hate it. But then there's something to think about, right? So out of all social media users in the world, all social media users in the world, there's 0.04% of people that are creating content. Okay, 0.04% of people creating content. Out of 0.04% of people creating content, 98% of these people have a following under 100,000. So actually, when we think of virality and content creation, and we have this like notion that we have to get millions of views to be viral. 
But the fact that you're creating content and it's getting 10,000 views or whatever it's getting, 2,000, 3,000, 10,000, you're still in the 0.04% of people. So you're still ahead of the curve. That's the first thing to understand. Now it's about just getting a bit more intentional. So I kid you not, when I started creating content, it was TikTok during COVID. My style of video was dancing and it was like all the trends and like it was not intentional. I was creating it because I wanted to have fun. Like it was all about me. And then when I started to create content with the purpose of I want to impact someone, I want to teach someone something, I want someone to like grow their business and scale. And I started creating with more intention. My content started like performing better. So now I'm getting like the minimum thing is I'm getting is like 10,000 views, but there's like 30, 40. On LinkedIn, I'm getting like 50, 60. So the content is like picking up and I'm getting tons of, you know, messages, people wanting to work with me, events, podcasts, all of that because of the content that I'm creating, even though it's not there yet. It's getting there, but it all became so because I was just a little bit more deliberate. Oh, okay. This is so good. So I am calling this the year of like frameworks. Like I am going so deep with like, I need frameworks and playbooks for everything in my business. And it's so funny because five years ago, you couldn't catch me dead with a framework. I felt like I was this creative butterfly and a framework would like stifle my creativity. But I am seeing so much more freedom with frameworks because you have this recipe and you kind of can already predict the outcome. And so walk me through like, what are the steps or components in your framework for somebody creating a viral piece of content? And I cannot wait for the audience to test this out. Okay, so I've broken it down to six ingredients. Now, okay. you're going to speak to like, oh, or you're going to follow a whole bunch of social media influencers. They're going to tell, tell you a whole bunch of different techniques. There's, there's so many, some are contradictory. So I'm actually just skimmed it down to the six that it can be your checklist. And every time you hit this six, your, your content is going to perform like 10 times better than it, it, it normally does. Okay. So the first thing is the hook. The hook of the content is the most important piece of the content it is how you start the first three seconds of the video okay so the hook is usually the the opening line this is where you grab someone's attention now if someone stays past the three seconds and they like your hook and they don't drop off there they're most likely going to watch 45 percent of the video so you need to get them past the hook okay now how do you do a good hook so the good hook is like it has to have a strong bold statement and it should be something like a new belief or a new like paradigm shift Right. So my favorite person to go to for hooks is um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Dear Aline. So Dear Aline is Nas Daily's past partner, but she has her own channel and she's brilliant. And then, for example, this hook that I really love that she does is uh, is I, I never do this, but here's why, you know, or this one thing that makes me cringe. And then you kind of leave the person wanting more and you want them to continue watching till the end. And that hook just does that. Right. So the hook is the most important part. The second most important part is the protagonist. So I know there's this age of AI faceless videos and some of them are working, but it's proven time and time again, having a face in a video makes the video perform better. And everybody likes a story. Like we've grown up on Disney movies. We love a protagonist. We love a hero. We love a story. So having a face as a central character of your story, or even having like a a story about a person that might not be in the video, but that storytelling and that protagonist is, is very, very important. Now, they actually did a study on this. So they studied like all the viral videos and they found that one in three viral videos have a person talking in the first three seconds of the video. So it's, it's proven, right? Yeah. 
The next thing that I think is really important, which a lot of people completely eliminate, is movement. Mm. So if you learn public speaking, they teach you the art of movement. So they always teach you to talk with your hands. They teach you to use your fingers to count 0.1, 0.2, 0.3, But they teach you to captivate the audience through movement of your hands, your props, anything. And if you're going to notice some viral videos right now, they use movement in the sense where you'll see someone running and then there's something happening. You're trying to figure out what's happening. And that movement helps keep people engaged to want to watch the full video. Or you can use props. So you can use visual metaphors. So you can, I'm sure you've seen the video of the girl where she's saying, like, this is your cup and this is the compliments you put or this is the negative things you yes. put. Yes. So those are the visual metaphors. You can use visual metaphors as well. It could be movement in terms of running, sitting, using your hands, counting with your finger, but any type of movement will keep the audience more engaged than you just sitting there like this, right? So try to include some movement. Then the next thing, which again, some people don't pay attention to, which is the edutainment, okay? Okay, so love this. Edutainment is you need to give value, but you need to entertain, no one likes to be bored into watching your content. Like no one likes to be bored on social media. So yep. if you can give some sort of a value and my favorite style of giving value is just give one thing away. Like don't try to, because yep. I see people that create content, they're trying to give 10 tips and like five tips and do it. This is not a book. Like if you want to write a book, write a book, but this is literally just a reel. Like you have all, you know, like this is a TikTok, you have like a minute, you know? So yep. try to keep it short, make it one, one good piece of value, one good piece of takeaway but try to entertain. So make it funny, make it humorous, make fun of yourself. You know, you can include your, your mom, your dad, you know, like anything to make people laugh as well, right? So edutainment and then dominant emotion. Dominant emotion is like, what is the conversation happening in the world today, right? So for example, something that everyone's talking about right now is how girls in Sephora, teens in Sephora, like how kids are now consuming so much makeup and they're in Sephora and you see more kids than they're not. That's a conversation, right? So join the conversation, have an opinion, because that's what people want to talk about or hear about that time. So you can increase your odds of going viral by just talking about what people want to talk about, right? So that's, a, that's another way. And then the last but not least is the call to action, which is what happens at the end of your video. So the start of your video and then the end of your video. So what happens at the end? My favorite call to action is comment below for something. Yes. So the algorithm loves engagement. So if you get people to comment below, you can 6x your engagement. And I kid you not, I was trying to prove this point to my team. So I just posted, a, I just like, because they, 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 they didn't believe me. When I was telling yeah. them, like, we're going to do this. They're like, yeah, but then let's not copy. Everyone. I'm like, no, no, we need to do it. So um, yeah. I posted a photo and in the, in the text, like in the, in the caption, I just said, comment below, I send you the link. And literally I went from having guys, like I literally have no engagement. I got four, I used to have four comments again from my family. So now then with that post, I got 66 comments. So this is how you reverse engineer virality. It's like you just be a little more deliberate and intentional with what you put and how you lay your content out and anyone can go viral. Give me the six again to break them down. So hook. So start with a hook. Yep. Then you got to have a protagonist. So you need to have a hero. Okay. Then you need to make sure there's some sort of movement. Maybe okay. you're recording while you're walking. It can be super raw and organic. Um, then you need to educate and entertain. So make sure there is value, but it's still entertaining. Yep. You need to have some sort of a dominant emotion. So it's what people want to talk about. You know, what is the what is the conversation happening in the world today? 
you can also use dominant emotion in, in terms of like an, an actual emotion. So one of the most viral emotions is surprise. Uh, yeah. So you can use surprise and then call to action. So how are you ending your video? So how are you leaving your viewers? Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. I love this. Okay. I I have a funny story, but I was recently at a mastermind and one of the girls was like, I recorded this video and like my lamp was falling over in the background and the video popped off. And I actually recently had recorded a video and my camera was like crooked. And so right at the beginning, I like tilt the camera, like, oh crap, my camera's crooked. And I kept going and I was going to delete that video. That video did the best in terms of performance. So like, it's so interesting because I think So many people want to appear so perfect and polished, but perfect and polished isn't necessarily interesting and captivating. 
And so I love that this almost gives us permission to be a little bit more messy or a little bit more chaotic or a little bit more quirky or weird or interesting or whatever that is, because that is likely going to be so much more captivating to watch. That's 100%. Like people love interacting with people. Like I want to feel like I know you. I want to feel like I'm having a chat with a friend. Like no one wants to feel like they're being sold to. They don't even like overpolished reels. And we've tested this. So if we take a reel and we overpolish and edit it versus a raw reel, which is just your iPhone, the iPhone reel performs better. Yep. Yep. So Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, but it's that's yes. what social media is all about. It's it's a safe, yeah. I mean, supposed to be like a safe space where you're interacting. You feel like you're getting in behind the scenes of someone's life and you feel yeah. like there's a there's a human connection, right? So when you start to put all of these filters on, you kind of kill that that connection, kill that depth. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about, because I love this tip that you brought up, and I think it's something we should go deeper on, is the last part, which is the call to action. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I struggle with when it comes to virality is a lot of times people will go viral for things that are so far away from what they actually do, who they want to serve, how they make money, right? So it's like, one thing to go viral, but it's another thing to like go viral and be able to actually turn that into results for your business. And so I feel like point six call to action is probably one of the most important ways to stay in alignment and to really use virality to your advantage in terms of growth. So let's talk about this a little bit. Like if someone is listening to this and like, I really want to go viral, but I also want to make sure it's like actually attached to something that helps me. And it's not just going viral for the sake of going viral. What tips do you have for that? So the most important thing is to know who you're going after. Like, I can't even tell you how many, because I got got messages from a lot of content creators or a lot of personal brands or brands that want to work with me, but they don't even know who they're going after. So you'll have someone saying like, yeah, I'm a fitness influencer, but I want to do one-on-one coaching, but not about fitness, about how to grow your audience. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, then you're not a fitness influencer. Like what? (laughs) I'm so confused, you know? So, so the thing is to get really clear about who do you want to attract? Who's your audience? And it, it might not be, it might be from your passion. I think the best way is from your passion and the impact you want to make in the world or, you know, whatever your mission is. I think that's the best way, but it could also be from your offer. So what is your offer? What are you selling? And then yeah. work your way back and say, who's going to buy this offer? Who's my ideal client? And let me see what do they care about? So yeah. I think that really nailing that down and you should have like maybe one or two maximum a subset of an audience that you're going after. But then I think it's also the mindset. So I noticed this, right? Because I have a friend, Rory, who's an influencer as well. And I was like yeah. studying him. I was like, what yeah. makes him so different? Because his engagement is through the roof. And when he wants to sell something, people want to buy. And like people, his fans are obsessed. Like it's another level. So, and then I realized it's his intention. Like there's a group of people that create content because they want to create content because they want to be influencers. Yeah. And then there's a group of people that they're not creating content, they're serving. So they want to make an impact and help people because they're so passionate about this topic that they want other people to be as passionate about the same topic as them, right? And that changes the game because the way they interact, the way they share the work of their community, the way they know everyone's name, like he literally knows people that follow him. Like, I don't know a lot of people that, that that do that, but that when you become so intentional, it, it comes through the content, the copy, the interaction, the time, all of that, you can see, you can see it right through it. Right. So, so I think if you really want to attract the right audience and go viral for the right reasons, 
get intentional, know who exactly you're going after, and then really, really try to connect with them. So really try to give value to that person. Yes, I love this. I think this is super powerful too, because there's going to be two camps of people listening to this episode. So there's going to be people that are literally just getting started with the content creation process, right? Maybe they've just been sharing their lives with their family and friends, but they want to actually start a business. But there are also people that are listening to this episode who have decent followings, who have been creating content for years and years and years, but who may may have over-systemized the whole sharing process. Right. And one of my predictions for 2024 that I shared on the podcast earlier this year was that I really feel like, and this is what you just said, this is the year where content creators need to get back to like the heart of creation and who they're creating for and that connection piece. Because I think that so many successful business owners have almost over systemized and they have teams that are creating their content and you can just feel that disconnect. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't get help in this place. But it also means that you got to make sure that you still have that heartbeat and that pulse behind your content. Like, I I know I'm never going to comment on like Beyonce's photos because she's not looking at those comments. Some some random person who's posting her content is going to see that. Like Beyonce herself is not going to see that. Right. And so I think that we can kind of sense and feel when people aren't actually behind the posting. And so I love what you said about your friend Rory, where it's like he has this like cult-like following, but he knows people's names. Like he is the one that is in there and connecting and communicating. And so I think this should be encouraging to people in both camps, whether you're just starting out or you've you know, you created the system and you have a team doing your content for you that like, it is good to get back to like the heart of like posting the things that light you up and excite you being in your DMS and connecting with the people who are following you, replying to your comments. Like all of those things are beautiful. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's going to make you feel less alone and so much more connected to your work and why you do it. Yeah. And then, and then you don't have, so I think the whole goal is not to have an audience, like it's to have a community. Yeah what use is an audience, but a community, you can sell diapers and then you can decide to rebrand and you can become a musician and they're still going to love you. Mm So, yes. So that's exactly what you want to be building, which is why the intention matters so much. Yeah. I love that. Would you say, so you had referenced when you were talking about different places that you guys have gone viral, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, are there any platforms that you think are like easier to crack the code on? Or if someone was just going to focus on one platform, what would your recommendation be? So if someone is focusing on one platform, I would focus on Instagram because I feel like there's a lot more value that you get out of it. Uh, a lot of people yeah. are on it. Um, you run ads on Meta. So if you're running ads on Meta, you're probably going to get more followers and engagement on your ads because you have the Instagram account. But it's like 10 times more easier to go viral on TikTok. Really? Like it is so much more easy to go viral on TikTok. Like it's crazy. The algorithm is just designed for the creator. So it's like 100%, like TikTok is the way to go. And then also LinkedIn, because there's so few creators on LinkedIn that if you are posting and LinkedIn, there's only one thing that works. Literally, it is like the PDF documents. That's literally Mm -hmm. one thing that works. So just design them like really nicely and pretty and have like a listicle. And it works so well. So 100% LinkedIn and TikTok. So, it, But it depends on your audience, right? If you're catering more to like a high-end B2B corporate clients, you want to stay on LinkedIn. If yep. you still want to go for a younger demographic, you really want to have fun with your content, go on TikTok because the algorithm really favors the creators. I love that. Okay, I am so not on TikTok. I don't even like 
watch TikTok, but I'm going very deep on LinkedIn this year. This is my year of LinkedIn and I love it. And there are very, like you said, there are very few creators on LinkedIn. So it's way easier to grow quickly on LinkedIn in my professional opinion, after getting really serious about it for a few minutes. Okay. So let's talk about the algorithm because you've brought it up a couple different times and I love how you're talking about it and just kind of informing. And one thing that's so tricky about the algorithm is that it's always changing, right? And so it's like, as soon as we think we crack the code, something drops. But what are some different things that we should know? Let's talk specifically about Instagram with the algorithm so that we're working with it and not feeling like we're working against it. Right. So with Instagram, it's actually very simple. The okay. algorithm just prioritizes content that gets engagement. That's that's literally it. So if you're getting yep. likes, comments, shares, saves, yep. that's what the algorithm wants. And once they see that engagement rate, they start pushing that content out to more and more people. Yep. So you're going to notice that sometimes if you don't have a high engagement rate, your, your content is being pushed to your followers first because it's trying to validate if this is a good piece of content to show other people. So you definitely want to focus on driving up that engagement, right? Now, the question is, how do you drive up the engagement? Because again, you can reverse engineer it, right? Um, So again, like first you need to understand like who is your audience and when do they interact with with your content? So for example, my audience, I live in Malaysia, okay? I am only on Instagram probably like 8 or 9 p.m., but my audience interacts with my content at 1 to 3 a.m. Ooh, yeah. Which is crazy to me because I'm not awake yeah. at that time. I passed yeah. out. So now I need help or I need like a scheduler to match my audience, right? But so understanding your audience, what time they're on so that you can actually match their time because timing is everything. Um, then you want to incentivize them, right? So the CTA is really good. The one that I told you about like, hey, comment below. I'll send you a link to this document. Comment below. I send you a link to the, my webinar. I'll give, you, I'll give you priority access. I'll send you the tool. I send you the, a link to the book that I mentioned. So you can do so much with that, but getting them to engage with your content is going to spike up your, your engagement rate and then push your post out to more people. Yes. And then the, the last and most important thing is respond to the comments. Like, yes. Don't just leave the comments hanging. Respond to the comments because the more comments yep. you're getting, you, you can fuel your own, your own engagement. So if you're responding to the comments, it will spike up the engagement and again, push the post out to more and more people. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And it's so funny too, because I can literally within about five minutes of posting something, recognize if it's going to like pop off and like go big or if it's just going to die. I can tell so quickly. And we've talked a lot about on this podcast, like many chat automation and how we've been using that to automate some of those processes. But if you're just starting out and you're maybe getting 10 to 15 comments, you can hand deliver via a DM those links. And it's such a beautiful way to connect with people. You can send voice memos and DMs. And I don't know if this is true. And maybe, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but 
Someone recently said that like the number one form of engagement that Instagram is focusing on this year is DMs. Like they're really focusing on their messaging because they're seeing if somebody is messaging you and you're messaging them back, they're recognizing that there's some sort of relationship there, right? It's not necessarily just like a follower and an influencer. And so doing this strategy of commenting and then being, you know, they're almost granting you permission, inviting you to show up into their DMs. That's where you can continue the conversation. A lot of people feel safer to share maybe different things they're struggling with or they're working through or they're hoping for inside of a more private place. And so I absolutely love this strategy. And there's another guy that I used to follow. This is a really cool tip. This is something that I'm going to implement in, in my, on my account. But yeah. I think it's like a mobility training guy. I got really hyped up about like mobility training. And yeah. then I followed him and then he sent me a DM. Yeah. And then he sent me a DM. I was like, oh my God. He's like recognizing that I'm a follower. And then I thought I, I really took it so personally. And then he basically asked me to go like a question. Like, are you X or Y? So like, yeah. are you here because you really want to just like d- dabble with mobility or are you really serious about this? Like, have you tried this before? Are you a trainer? So then he started, like, I figured out what he's trying to do. He's basically using ManyChat to segment his audience because yeah. if you yeah. are really committed, you'll probably get the push to the course. And if you're just dabbling, you'll probably get extra resources because you need more nurturing before you buy the course. So you can create this whole journey. But then this mm-hmm. is what you're doing is you're, again, getting people to interact with you. You're, you're collecting data. Like, why are they here? Why are they following you? What do they want to learn from you? What do they expect? There's so much you can do. And then this, this is all this becomes your, your fuel for your content. Yeah, I love it. And that's where I think too start with it where you're manually doing it so that you can kind of get a feel for how the conversations go and what people are really needing and wanting from you. And then if you get more accelerated, you can definitely leverage tools like ManyChat, which is what we use to automate basically everything, even automate responding to comments on your comments so that you're not (laughs) manually having to respond. So there's like so much beauty in both being the human behind the account, but then leveraging tools that help for you to automate and serve at a higher level and a quicker level so that you're not at one in the morning, sending links over to your training to different people. I love that. I want to know, like, what are some tips for engaging with your audience to turn them from just an audience to a community? Because I think you made up a really beautiful point. Of, like, you don't want just like passive people watching you. You want people that are really invested in you, what you're doing and how you're serving. So how do you take people, if somebody's listening and they're kind of building an audience and people are like passively watching, how do you shift that into more of a community feel? So it's definitely, it's like very psychological. So they just want to be seen. So I think just responding to their comments or like, I have trying to create a dialogue. So I was actually talking to a friend that was trying to build his Instagram and he's like, okay, so I'm getting like 300K views. Like I want to take this up a notch. It's like, you got to stop talking at them. Because every time I see like your content, I feel like you're like, you're, you're dissing every piece of biohackers. So, like you're just dissing everything, dissing life. Like at the end of the day, it gets a little too much, right? I was mm-hmm. like, but have a conversation. So have like a little highlight bubble that says, ask me anything. And then let them submit questions and just respond to the questions. Start doing like AMEs, like start going live and, yeah. you know, start calling them out and saying, oh, Anna, like, I love that question, Anna, you know? And like recognizing them, right? So I think that's a huge one. Like start treating them like your community, like they're like your little army and stop treating them like they're just people that they're just followers. They're not followers, right? Once you change that mindset, maybe sending them more videos. Like imagine if you followed someone's Instagram and they said, hey, I just made this really cool video. Tell me what you think. Like, can you imagine how that 
deepens the relationship and makes you mm-hmm. feel like, hey, I'm like, this person really notices me. I'm not just a follower, but like they really care about sharing value. Or even creating content and saying, hey, Sarah asked this question, so I made this video for Sarah. I love you know? that. That I really that. changes the game with how you communicate and how you build the, the relationship with your audience because they feel yeah. like you're just trying to give value, but you're really knowing everyone and you're really calling them out and you're, you know, you're talking to them one-on-one. So I love that. Anytime somebody tags me that they read my book or they're reading my book, I always respond to them personally. And it just like means so much to me. So it's like, hey, I want you to know. And I love doing voice memos because then they know it's not like someone's assistant sending a message. Yeah. So it's always like, Hey, Suzanne. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy every page. Like, I would love to hear what you think. Like just reaching out. It takes two seconds. A lot of times people are reading their DMS, but they're not taking the time to reply to them. And so it's like, how do you bridge that gap? And I love that you're talking about that difference. Cause I think there is a huge difference. Some people have really huge audiences, but nobody would show up if they hosted an event. Right. And there's that difference there of like what yeah. it actually feels like to be a part of that community. Yeah, 100%. So let's say somebody is listening to this episode and they want to plan out their content for the next week. And they're hoping that with each post, they're going to grow more and more. What are some things to keep in mind as they're thinking? Like how often should they be posting? What time of day? Like how do we start to kind of crack that code and pay attention to what's actually working? So I think they should just start off. You you have to start like all of this is actually is that you you need the data to start. So don't yeah. try to think of the end game. Try to think of like the next seven days. So build out a content calendar. So the most important thing is to understand your buckets. Like yeah. what what do you want to post on a on, on a week to week basis, right? Like are you gonna do only reels? Are you gonna do like behind the scenes content? Like are you doing AMAs? Are you doing personal content? Personal content performs really well as well, right? Are you doing testimonials? Like how are you doing that? So. You decide your content buckets and you schedule it and you just see how they perform. What are people enjoying? What are people not enjoying? And you start to branch out. So the way you got to look at it is like, you have to find your lane for your content. What is that lane for your content? And to find that lane, you got to try multiple things. So you're just like throwing spaghetti at a wall sometimes. You see what works. And then once you find the one that sticks, you just stick to that. (laughs) You just double down and innovate and you stay within that lane and you just try to create within, within that guideline, right? Because that's what people love. So, so that's usually how it, how it's done, but you will never truly know till you start. So I think people, people are so scared because they, they want to go viral. It's all or nothing, but no one gets there. Yeah. It's, it's all about like the little steps that you take because the little steps will compound. And then also Instagram sees you as a creator and they see you producing consistently good content and they reward that. So until you build that consistency, like you cannot go viral. I love that. I think it's so powerful that you bring this up because so many people will try something one time and then they're like, "Eh, it didn't work on to the next tip. And it's like, no, you got to keep trying it. Like I always talk about the power of experimenting and it's like, commit to something for 30 days. Like I want to see you show up and try this thing for 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, you can make your decision of if you're going to continue doing it or not, but you're going to have so many more results to look at that's going to actually help guide your decision. And I think we're so quick where we're like, oh, I'll try it once. And then you're like, ah, it flopped. And it's like, it could have been the time of day. It could have been the type of content. It could have been the audio. It could have been your caption. It could have been your hook. So if you're not willing to experiment, there's probably a good chance that you're not going to go viral. That's where I think people have to be open-minded. And one thing I love about you that you've brought up multiple times in this interview is that you're constantly studying other people. You're paying attention. Okay, this girl has amazing hooks. 
this guy has an incredible community. Like, how are these people doing this? And so I think that we always have to approach it with like curiosity and really look at like, wow, why, why did I watch this one minute reel until the end? Like, what was it, it about it that made me stay watching? And so I love that about you. So, you know, like a really good piece of advice that I got from Nas Daily, yeah. which is how he started, which was, he didn't care. He was like, I don't care about the camera. I don't care about the setup. I don't care about anything. My commitment is to record one minute every single day. Yes. I think he did it for like 60 or 90 days. Yeah. He just did a minute every single day. Yep. So when I started, I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to record every, I'm not, gonna, no, not at every day, but record every week. I'm not going to yep. care about anything. I'm not going to care about my camera, my mic, my setup. I'm not going to care about anything. But as I'm doing it, it's going to get better. So in month two, I had a camera. In month three, yeah. I had a mic. So it happened over time, but I at least had the data to start with, right? It's yes. better than, than delaying execution. Yes. Okay. Where can everybody find you and connect with you? Where can everybody know how to tag you once they start going viral? Okay. So you can tag me on Marisha Lakani on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, Marisha Lakani. Also on LinkedIn, Marisha HL, but I'm mostly on Instagram. But also I have a special surprise for you guys because I really want you guys to go viral. So what I did is if you go to my Instagram and you click my link in bio, you're going to see a bunch of my offers, but you're going to see a gold digger podcast offer. Love. Okay. And you're going to click on that link. And basically what I'm going to give you is a six part long viral prompt generator where you can literally never run out of viral ideas. Then all you need to do is take one of those ideas and literally talk for a minute. Love it. Love it. It's going to give you an unlimited, like you're going to get in 10 minutes, you're going to get a thousand viral ideas. With I'm here for this. I need this. Everyone go to the link in her bio and grab the gold digger special and let's start creating viral content that makes the world a better place. Marisha, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was amazing having you here. Yeah, it was so great to be here. Thank you. I had so much fun. And I really want you guys to like go viral, create your content. Don't put it off for another year. 2024 is your year. And then tag both of us so we can reshare it and we can tell you how proud we are of you. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Okay. Who's actually fired up about creating content right now? Like I am so excited to get out my calendar and map out my content strategy. I feel like this is the year where we kind of lean on things like playbooks and standard operating procedures and different frameworks. But then we also leverage the things that excite us about social media, the connection, the community, the heartbeat behind the brand. I feel like today was the perfect mix of really figuring out the tactics, but then also really thinking about how do we reach real people, people with heartbeats that are following our content from afar. And how do we leverage that audience and turn them into a community and a community that helps drive results in our business? I hope you love today's episode as much as I did. Remember to grab that freebie from Marisha's link in profile. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you love today's episode, make sure to comment, leave a review for us, hit us up on social anywhere. I love to connect with all of you. And of course, until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the gold digger podcast. 
Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.